Climbers, if you're most indie artists, your marketing promotion, if you're doing any at all, is failing on one or more of these five key points. So you're going to want to listen to this one. Welcome to the climb! This is a show dedicated to helping singers, songwriters, and indie artists like you create leverage in the music business. Leverage is the name of the game, period. It's not about your talent. At first, you're not going to get signed on your talent. You're going to get signed on leverage, on momentum, on a track record of songs, cuts, holds, streams, social media traffic, all of that stuff. It's why we called it The Climb, C-L-I-M-B, Creating Leverage in the Music Business. That's a Baxter note from my good friend and co-host, Mr. Brent Baxter. Brent's an award-winning hit songwriter with cuts by Alan Jackson, Randy Travis, Lady A., Joe Nichols, and more. And Brent has a couple Southern Gospel number ones in the last few years and just had a top 10, right? Top 10 or top 20 on Australian radio? Uh, both. Oh, <laughs> yes, both. Uh, but well, I had okay. to get to top 20 before I got to top 10. Vulgar display of prowess there. And what I love about Brent is he helps songwriters like you turn pro by revealing how you write like a pro, do business like a pro, and then he introduces you to the pros you get an opportunity to learn how it works from the pros sit in on those meetings and create relationships and that's where your music's going to do the talking there so you can find brent very easily at songwritingpro.com once again that's songwritingpro.com now i want to go look up i forgot see where that song is right now i'll have to look it up later all right and i'd like to introduce (laughs) you it comes out on yesterday and i forgot to check anyway and I'd like to introduce you to my co-host, Johnny Dwinell. Johnny owns Daredevil Production. They're breaking artists digitally by identifying new fans through data. If you're an artist looking to increase your streams, blow up your video views, sell more live show tickets, and get discovered by new fans, TV, and music industry pros, then Daredevil Production can help. Daredevil has worked with multi-platinum artists like Colin Ray, Tracy Lawrence, Ty Herndon, and Andy Griggs, just to name a few. You can find Johnny at DaredevilProduction.com. That is production singular. No S, and there is no S because there is no other. Johnny. D. How you living? Oh, living large. But that's how I live between Thanksgiving and Christmas. Actually, between Halloween, candy, and Christmas, I live large and getting larger. Sweatpants season. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, boy. You're like Joey from Friends with the pregnant pants. So you I'm got just giving up. <laughs> but I'm good. I'm good. Right you doing well? Doing good, man. Doing, like, we are friggin' busy, dude. Busy. Yeah. Like, I've been having... 18 hour days, like get oh. content out. And we got a couple artist launches coming up and I'm producing a record again for Mackenzie O'Brien in yes! January. We're getting geared up for that. Yes, I'm excited so about that. You're more than likely going to have a cut or two on, <laughs> which is exciting. Yes. So yeah, dude, lots going on, man. You know, our corporate clients have really just started to see the light. It's, it's so fun to see when with digital marketing, when they trust you and then you mm-hmm. move the needle and of course, the knee-jerk reaction is, wow, this is working. I like this. Yes. That's good. That's been happening. But cool. what's been happening recently is they're starting to get it. You know what I mean? <laughs> starting to get like the multi-dimensionality of it, like mm-hmm. where they're like, hey, can I look at those ad results? Like, I can't, how do we get there? Hey, let's get on a Zoom call. I'll show you how. Oh, wow. So, Johnny, these people right here that watched that ad 100% of the way through, mm-hmm. do you think that's our audience? Oh, yeah. They're not going to watch a 90-second ad all the way through unless they're really interested in it. Yeah. Johnny, do we know who they are? 
No, I mean, I I don't know that it's, you know, Brent Baxter mm-hmm. from this address, but that's an actual account and I can specifically retarget these people and we can do that with a different message, can't we? Precisely. Yes. Now you're starting to get, oh, oh, okay, hold on. And then <laughs> I get an email, like I not in an email, like friggin' 25 emails of like, here's content. This is what we need to do. Let's book these shoots. Like all of a sudden- it's on like Donkey Kong, you know what nice. I mean? And there, it's just so cool to when somebody gets their head around it and it's just becomes this creative sandbox of, mm-hmm. Oh, I think I understand how digital works now. Yeah. And, and once you get that, then all of a sudden, guess what? It's still just promotion. It's still just marketing. It's mm-hmm. still all the fun, creative stuff you like to do at a radio station or radio tour, but you're going to do it in a different manner. And it's just as much fun, less expensive and totally doable. So there we go. There you have it. Love it. All right. So today we're going to talk about the five common fails of most artist marketing. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah. yeah. So pay attention to this one and keep your keep your tires out of the mud. That's all I'm saying. But, <laughs> That's right. but first, let's take care of some business. Join the Climb community if you haven't mm-hmm. done so already. You go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash the Climb community. Super easy. Ask to be let in. You have to ask to be let in, but we let everybody in. We even give you a welcome message, or at least Mm -hmm. we we try to do it all the time. Sometimes I think we fail on that, but we try to do that all the time. And come on in. This is thriving community, man. Every single day, people are posting stuff. We want to hear about your gigs. There's a post to put the comment on for your gigs every single week. We want to hear about your wins. There's a post to comment on that every single week. We want to hear about new music. There's a place for you to comment to where you can post your new music in a comment section. And then there's the main feed, which unless you're doing something for everybody, stay out of, enjoy mm. it, consume it. But if you got something that's everybody's just going to enjoy that's going to blow their mind something cool something funny something related to indie artists singers songwriters all that stuff and by all means please post it in there we'd love to share that but we got some wins today we sure do every thursday or sorry every wednesday we post our new heights post which is where we encourage you and invite you to share your music related wins with us so that we can celebrate with you and we know where the party be because it's here at new heights so you just look for the mountains and new heights so let's see here well, one, mine, I got a cut on a strong indie artist yesterday, so I can't wait to hear it. I, I heard a little bit from some video in the studio, but it was an artist co-write, so I'm excited about that one. I'm excited about this artist feature, so that was fun. Let's see here. Brad Hacker says, a song I wrote with Aaron Rose, Steve Lombardo, and Michael McFarlane called Living the Dream is under consideration for pitch just a major artist through song placement pros, our buddy Ray Hamilton over there. Mm. We're stoked as this song has some action in several areas, including NSAI publisher luncheon, previous when posted. And I think the four of us may write again. Yeehaw. So awesome. that's awesome, Brad. And of course, you know, he's getting Steve and other folks posting underneath, like congratulations, attaboys, all that good stuff. And so that's what we like to see there. And we have some others, of course, but we may save those for the next episode. But always good wins in the climb community. So we love when you share them out with us. Oh, okay. So I got a quick one I'm going to share with you. And yeah. I'm going to put, I got, there's some I got, I'm so bad about putting it in there. Like, cause I'm just, when I'm in the climb community, I'm posting stuff and I, I need to post in the win section. But so dig this. So here's a little venture I'm trying, a little uncomfortable for me. I've never done it before. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if it's going to work. So I've got a couple things I'm planning, but I just want you to, follow through on this right like so you know my thought process so josh roy got a song called angels cry Mm -hmm. we have recorded it we've got the mix back it's a patriotic song it's Mm -hmm. amazing 
with patriotic songs, it's super, super easy to go to cheese land. Yes. Right? Or to pander. Mm-hmm. So the song has to be written correctly first. And we've got a, a song that's... So Terry Jo Box, for one, was made this comment when she was down there writing and she heard the song. She's like, on paper, there's a lot of things wrong with this song. But then <laughs> Josh sells it like yeah. live. And she saw him live. And there's like veterans that just fall apart, start getting super emotional and everything. Mm-hmm. And, and she's like, but then look, I mean, it's just, this is one of those things where it just works. So the song works itself as a written blueprint, right? The, the song yeah. works. And when we produced it, Zach and I were like, we have to be very careful not to screw up the production. We can't do piano driven. We can't do acoustic driven. It's just going to be cheesy. Mm-hmm. We're very clear on that. And so I've told this story before. You had Rob McNelly in there and we just had this certain vibe that we liked from one of the other tracks that he did with Luke Bryan that was great. So mm-hmm. we're like, that's the kind of vibe we want. So he laid that down. So we give the mixes back and the second verse, it's specific to like a spiritual thing, like talking to a preacher mm-hmm. and the preacher's telling them, hey, there's a place for them in heaven. And like, it's just this cool part of the song. And we've got this big chorus and I'm like, you know what? Like structure on this is weird. Like the second chorus is the big, huge climax of the whole song. Okay. Right. And then after the second chorus, it completely breaks down and, and it goes out. Right. So it's it's a little unusual on the way that we produced it and which makes it interesting. But mm-hmm. I want to do a gospel choir just yeah. in the second verse and the second chorus. Mm-hmm. And so I called in Lala Deaton, who's a friend of mine, who's just a killer vocal arranger and everything. And I said, I want to do this. I want you to listen to it. Do you think I'm crazy? You know, she's like, no, I think this would be this would take the song from great to like epic. Yeah, it's, it's that kind of vibe to it. Mm-hmm. And so I said, OK, so I'm shooting her a little bit of money because guess what? I don't know how to do this on the vocal arranging for a choir, yeah. like especially specifically like a gospel choir, which is going to have a different arrangement maybe than a different kind of vocal choir. Yeah. And so I said, but I had some ideas right on like what mm-hmm. should happen and where it should happen. And so we had a little pre-production meeting. She had some ideas. I loved her ideas. She loved mine. We combined them. I'm like, yes. So she's going to go and just sort of stack up create the arrangement and then stack it up on her home studio just so we can hear because she's a machine in the studio just so we can hear like what it would sound like to make a final decision on yeah is this going to make it cheesy or is it going to make it cool right yeah and maybe we make a couple changes to the arrangement before we do it then she's going to transcribe everything and we're going to go find a freaking gospel choir to sing it but i'm not going to pull the trigger on that expense and all that extra effort before, like, I kind of know it's going to work, but we're playing in the sandbox. So, fingers crossed, dice are tumbling. <laughs> this will happen probably in early January. Yeah. But, man, I'm super stoked about it. This will be, like, one of the coolest things I've ever done. And That's great. So, I'm just, I'm, so, I, it's not a win yet. This is just an idea. I'm throwing it out there, <laughs> and you guys can live through the triumph or the tragedy with me, depending. <laughs> but it, either way, it's not going to be a tragedy because if it doesn't work, we just won't put it on the right. song. But anyway, all right. So shout out to the wins. Make sure that you follow the podcast or subscribe, whatever podcast platform you're on. And most importantly, tell a friend about it, y'all. That's right. Like you spend this kind of time with us. You listen to all this crap that we talk about. Hmm. It means something to you. Make sure you're there for a reason. Tell somebody else. So help us help you help them, right? That's right. That's the deal. So let's get into this. Okay. Yes. Five common fails of most artist marketing. Number one, lack of strategy. Mm. Right. That makes sense. 
Strategy equals your overall approach to achieve your main objective. So you have to ask what your main objective is. I think that a lot of people get skewed on this. Brent, we've talked about this before on the show where maybe they're a a hobbyist, right? Which is Mm -hmm. fine. This is like a little side gig for them. This is create a bitch. They like to scratch, but their strategy is not to be a professional. Yeah. So that's going to have a different or their, excuse me, their objective is not to be a professional. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be a different strategy Yeah. than if your strategy or if your objective is, hey, I would like to make a living at this. Yeah. I think I can do this, right? And knowing that you can do this, I'm not speaking solely about talent, speaking about your life. You know what I yeah. mean? Like it's a different kind of soul to be an artist. Yeah. And there's a lot of great songwriters, singers out there, and especially here in Nashville, who could be amazing artists, but they're not. Why? Because mm-hmm. they just don't want to be an artist. Yeah. And nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Yeah. They're home every day at six o'clock with the kids, and that's the life that they have and the life that they love. And mm-hmm. and they wouldn't do it any other way. It's their choice, but they yeah. could. And that's a win. You and I, Brent, both know a bunch of people where the labels are like, please, please be an artist. Yeah. And they're like, nah, I'm going to stay yeah. home, write some hit songs for you. Thank you. Yep. But what is the objective? Define that objective. Mm-hmm. And then you have to put a strategy together. And so if your main objective is a steady stream of profit in your artist business and a steady trend of fan base growth, now we have an objective that's clear. We need a strategy. Okay, how are we going to do that? Mm-hmm. Then your tactics are the methods that you're going to use to accomplish your strategy. Strategy is the blueprint. Tactics are how you're going to do it, right? So the blueprint on a house, you know what it looks like? The tactics are now we're going to frame the door. Now we're going to lay the foundation. Now we're going to call in these people because they know how to pour concrete and I don't. Yeah. But I can frame a house and I can build a house and these people can do windows and Mm -hmm. blah, 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 right? Or another analogy, my objective is to get to Nashville. Okay, well, my strategy is I'm going to hop on I-40 in Little Rock. And I'm going to take I-40 all the way into West Nashville and follow that till Donut until I'm on Music Row. Well, my tactic is, well, I'm going to gas up the truck. I'm going to get in the truck and I'm going to take the yeah. truck, right? Put your foot in the gas, right. And drive the strategy, all traffic laws. the map route <laughs> to my objective. So, yeah. That's right. So thinking your project is done after you've mastered your tracks on your project here, officially puts you in the no promotion strategy and no promotion tactics pile. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if your objective is to be a professional, is to make a living at this, is to make an impact, is to get more people to hear your music than brothers, sisters, Mm -hmm. you're going to need a strategy and you're going to need tactics for promotion. 95% of the work, the effort, the creative energy and the money on your project comes after you've got your masters. Mm -hmm. Right. Number two. Lack of focus. Sorry, what was that? I'm just kidding. <laughs> Lack of focus, precisely. <laughs> I'm yeah. sorry, I wasn't paying attention. What? What? Yet? <laughs> Spray and pray. This is like playing the lottery. This is not focused. This is obnoxious mm-hmm. on digital. It's expensive on broadcast platforms, man. Oh, very. Yeah. Well, this is like saying, okay, I want to go to Nashville, and I'm gonna, I'm just gonna start driving. Yeah. And gas is not cheap. And I'm just going to drive, and I'm going to take this turn. That felt good. Ooh, what's down that road? That's pretty. Oh, look, I'm going to aim toward you the sunset. You know what, if you keep driving around Nashville? You know Nashville, if you're aiming toward the sunset? <laughs> down Music Row, you're bound to be at a stoplight next to somebody famous or, or some yeah, so, producer you know. or publisher that could help you. 
Yeah, there's a lot of activity, but if you're aiming at the sunset because it's pretty, but you started off west of Nashville to begin with, you're only getting further away. That's right. There you go. I like that. (laughs) So focus your promotion efforts on targeting people who like your kind of music, right? Mm -hmm. And depending on what your objective is, right? If your objective is to get a bigger live draw, Mm -hmm. right? So be big in your hometown first. Mm -hmm. For the love of God, if you can't be big there, how are you going to be big in Nashville or New York or LA or anywhere else? Yeah. Right? Like if you can't get enough people in your hometown, if you can't sell out your hometown, then start there. That's the least expensive way to do it with the best sort of built-in audience. Yeah. Focus your promotion efforts on consistently retargeting your current fan base, right? Mm -hmm. Because your current fan base, you are not behaving in the way that terrestrial radio does with rotational format programming by posting organic content on social media. That's important. Organic content is important, but it's a storefront. That's what they see when they go there. Mm -hmm. Okay. But 99% of them don't know that you posted it. That stuff doesn't show up in their feed. Right. So you need to retarget them. You need to reach them. You need to spend some time, effort, and some money to make sure that everybody knows about all your releases. You were going to say, Brent? Oh, I was going to say that it, I mean, the easiest person to sell to is a person that's bought from you before, if your product's good, right? Yeah. And so don't forget about the people that already know who you are and have already raised their hand. Yeah, focus. It's easier to move the people. It's like the sales funnel. You get a bunch of people in the top and a few people that buy come out the bottom. Well, there are people in the middle of that funnel there. If you can work on getting more of those people from the middle of the funnel out the bottom where the money is, you know, that's a good use of resources usually instead of just trying to get other new people randomly. Yeah. And how about just reinvigorating them in the funnel? Mm-hmm. Like you have the people, your your current fan base, or let's, let's not even call it a fan base. Let's call it a current group of people who have interacted with your content, your mm-hmm. page on Facebook or Instagram or TikTok at some point. Yeah. Right. So they've seen you at least once. Mm-hmm. That's better than the cold audience who's never seen you at all. Right. right? But if you're not focused on them, then you're going to lose them. They need constant you need to touch them constantly, right? They <laughs> I need got to jokes, be aware that you're constantly putting new stuff up. It's the escalator. It's the top of mind escalator. When you interact with somebody, an artist, maybe as an artist, you interact with the fan, you're at the top of the escalator. They're on the second floor. They're standing there at the top of the escalator, not on the escalator. They're on the second floor. You're on the top of the escalator. Thing is, the escalator is going down constantly. <laughs> and right. so you're like, hey, I'm here. I popped up. And then if you do nothing, it just takes you all the way back down. And then they forget right. about you. Like if you're not constantly moving, trying to walk up the escalator that's moving down, mm-hmm. <laughs> you get farther and farther. That's a really good analogy. You get farther and farther away from that person. And they forget that about you. you already won over at one point in time. Right. And so you got to do something to run back up to the top. Be like, hey, remember me? And then you go back down. <laughs> and what do you do to stay top of mind or at least to get there consistently? Yeah, and you know, not for nothing, but on that, just on that analogy, like, even if you're a superstar, 40 million selling superstar artist, okay, if you're not, like, we have a category of artists called legacy artists or Mm -hmm. heritage artists. I hate the word heritage. That just sounds, Hmm. I don't know why I think that sounds cheesy and legacy sounds cooler, but it's all the same stuff, whether Mm -hmm. it's hair bands, whether it's country bands, whatever. They're still out there playing because they have a brand name, depending on how mm-hmm. big that brand name was, right? But they're not they in the radio They have a brand name anymore. and bills. Mm-hmm. What's that? They have a brand name and bills, yeah. so they're out playing. 
They're out playing, but they're not on the radio anymore. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of people that don't know they've released music. Mm -hmm. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode. Available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Because they just aren't aware yeah. because radio was the only promotion tool and now they're not on the radio. Mm -hmm. So you have a situation where maybe that artist at one point could play arenas mm -hmm. and now that artist is filling up 500 seaters more than 50% of the way through. They've downsized their business. That's all fine and good, but it could be bigger mm -hmm. if they stayed in touch with their fans, if they focused on constantly retargeting their current fan base. Now, to the legacy artists, to their defense, that wasn't something that they could do right. back in the 80s, in the 90s, or the mm -hmm. 2000s, okay? Now they can, right? And you can. Mm -hmm. And so you don't need to be on the radio. You don't need to... I mean, listen, Garth Brooks doesn't have any problems. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> as far as being popular, as far as being the GOAT, as far as filling mm -hmm. out arenas still, even though he's not on the radio anymore. Yeah. But make no mistake... And just a few short years ago, he was one of the key sort of performers at CRS. And that's where all the radio programmers are together. And he's mm -hmm. basically pandering to them. I'm not knocking him down. Yeah. He's trying to do good business. But you know what he wanted to be? Back on the radio. Yeah. Now, again, he's still filling out arenas and all that. But he wants yeah. to get his music on the radio. But you know what? You don't have to do that. Because you're not going to break on the radio, and so you're in more control of it. So focus on that. Yeah. Put your music up on Spotify and see what happens. Put it up on iTunes and see what happens. This is not focus. This is a strategy based on hope. Right. And focus at just having a real plan, even for organic Spotify growth, that's based on effort and tactics. Listen to episode 200 of The Climb to get an awesome plan for this. Mm -hmm. Episode 200. This is focus. And keep in mind that Spotify is a platform that you get on the right playlist. You can make some money. God bless you. Mm -hmm. But the discoverability factor on Spotify is shite. Yeah. So you just understand that. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm not saying don't use it. By all means, it's part of every single strategy I have 
for every single artist with every single kind of budget. But I understand what it is and what it isn't, right? Yeah. It's that thing we've said on here before. Distribution is not marketing. Just because it's out there in the world doesn't mean anyone knows about it. That's right. That's right. Number three is lack of metrics. Mm. Right? How many new fans did you get this week, this month, this year? I don't know. How many new super fans did you get? Super fan being defined as somebody's going to spend $100 a year on you. Mm-hmm. What's the best time to send emails? Do you have emails? Yeah. What's the best time to make your social media posts? What's interesting about social media posts is Facebook and Instagram now are actually telling you, here's the best time hmm. to post today. If you go into your meta account, right, mm-hmm. which is if you go on your Facebook and you look at your feed and you go to the left, it says meta business suite. Mm-hmm. If you go into that, you will see that you can post on your music page and on your Instagram Mm -hmm. and it'll tell you like, if you want to schedule them, what's the best time because it's already doing that for you. How many of you don't know that? Yeah. Like they've made it so freaking easy for you to do that. And are you honoring that? So metrics count, right? It's measurement. If you can measure it, you can management. You need to know about your business, right? Yes, you do. Number four, lack of process. You're reinventing the wheel every time you do something. Mm -hmm. And if it works, you should create a procedure to repeat it so that anyone can execute the procedure. But by anyone, I mean, most importantly, you. Mm -hmm. Maybe you stumble across something that creatively that you tried in promotion and it worked. Well, by golly, do that again. It reminds me of a far side. I love the far side. Gary Larson. Brilliant. Yeah. Probably says a lot about me. But anyway, there's the, uh, these Neanderthals and there's like spear, loincloth, all these guys. And there's a mastodon and he's on his back, dead with one little arrow sticking out of his belly. One little arrow, this huge mastodon, these, <laughs> one little arrow. And these Neanderthals look at each other and go, maybe we should write that spot down. <laughs> Right. Learn from success, my friends. Stay thirsty. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Listen, until you've done 20 friggin' releases the same way mm-hmm. correctly that have moved the needle, then I promise you, you don't wing it. You can't wing it. Mm-hmm. You don't have that muscle memory. You, yeah. you can't. You're going to forget something. And we've talked about, I think that's, you know, the process is the big part of the getting from uploading your song to marketing your song, Mm -hmm. right? Like if you're not working backwards, like here's the date I want to release it and you work backwards from that, Mm -hmm. then you're going to screw it up, right? You're not aware of what the timeline is. You're not aware of, oh, it's two months out, but I've only got four more days to get this Mm -hmm. piece of the puzzle done, right? Let's put it this way. If a pilot, professional airline pilot, a person with a professional highly trained with 20 years of experience getting from New York to LA or whatever, they have a checklist they go through, every pre-flight checklist. They've done this how many times? They always go through the checklist. Yep. And they have 20 years yes. of experience. Why aren't you doing it's this a really good complicated example. thing? And because you don't want your career to crash into a mountain. And so, Johnny, this makes me think this would be, uh, just to throw this out here, you should make like a PDF download, like a checklist as you're going through this stuff with Josh Roy or some of these people that you're working with. And I know you're hitting some of the headaches of all this stuff, I'm sure you're making notes. It's like, huh, as I'm making these notes, I should share these notes. <laughs> well, I tell you what, like, so Weaponize you bring that, that up. sucker. 
Well, you, yeah. so you bring that up. So just quick side note here. Yeah, for, for Sydney Cheryl and for Josh Roy, it's time to start uploading stuff to the aggregate distributor. Mm-hmm. We're going to start dropping music next year. It needs to have eight weeks to be up there so that mm-hmm. we can get the promo together. We've already been sort of, we're knee deep like in the promo, but we need mm-hmm. to be up to our armpits in the promo very shortly. Yeah. In preparing all that and getting ready to drop it, schedule it and put everything out there. But we have to set up their accounts right correctly like cities mm-hmm. released stuff before but like every indie artist and because this is done by design people i'm just like looking at the amount of money that a stream creates each mm-hmm. stream creates on a digital service provider on spotify on apple on amazon or whatever and that goes into that digital service provider and they split it up no matter what right mm-hmm. and so what i'm going to do is like if you don't have a Harry Fox agency account, if you don't have a MCL or MLC account, excuse me, if you're not dialed in with the Canadian PRO, which is different than all the other PROs who work together, right? And you don't have a sound exchange account, then you have, you're part of the half a billion dollar, just at Spotify, the half a billion dollar on collective funds account, mm-hmm. because that money's already been split up and it can't go to you, even though your traffic generated that revenue. It can't go to you without doing it. It's like, Brent, you and I were talking about this yesterday in a PRO, right? Mm-hmm. When the PRO gets the money, it automatically splits up the publisher share and the writer share. Yeah. So if you're an indie artist and you don't have a publishing deal, which means you own 100% of the publishing, they Mm -hmm. don't give you 100% of the money unless you have a publishing company registered at your PRO. Right, which is not difficult. No. But if you don't do it, the money has nowhere to go. There you go. So that whole thing being like it's split up like four or five different ways for crying out loud. Mm -hmm. And if it's not, if all that, so I'm going to put together a new challenge for that in 2023 Mm -hmm. and say, hey, let's get you set up to make sure that every single piece of music that you release from here on out that you're collecting all that money and not for nothing i think we're hopeful that with the mlc that people set that up all of a sudden Mm -hmm. they're gonna get some windfalls yeah right and and if it's a little bit of traffic maybe it's 20 30 40 bucks you're like that you weren't gonna get Mm -hmm. because you didn't do all that work and now we're gonna show you how to do it on the challenge but if you're generating a boatload of traffic it might be a few thousand yeah Mm -hmm. which is goodness gracious and just for playing the home game the right way yeah. There's two music businesses, people, one for the informed and one for the uninformed. And for the most part, both are legal, right? But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so anyway, under lack of process too, I mean, I just bring you back to McDonald's. Who runs McDonald's? Kids run McDonald's. Why? Because mm-hmm. they have systems. So systems are necessary for you to expand and to, to be able to delegate and have other people help you. We talked about that on a previous episode recently, mm-hmm. but also for you. Because you don't have the muscle memory. It's a checklist. Okay, it's a playbook, right? Like, I got to do this now. Then I got to do this. Then I got to do this. Then I got to do this. Mm -hmm. Then I got to do this. And I want to make sure that there's some kind of consistency to the way I release my music or I'm going to have inconsistent results. And if I'm not being consistent with every single release, when something fails or underperforms, I can't fix it because i don't know what the hell i did and what i didn't do Mm -hmm. does that make sense like yeah so some of your releases have videos some don't some of your releases have micro content most of them don't Mm -hmm. because you guys aren't really bought into the micro content thing Mm -hmm. how do i know this i see your feeds i see what artists are doing nobody's doing this 
Yeah. It's crazy. So what is your playbook after you master your project? Create a process, right? Mm -hmm. Finally, the fifth one. Home stretch. I was going to say something, but I'm going to jinx it if I say it. You know what I was going to say. <laughs> well, don't jinx it. Number five. <laughs> yes, don't say it. Lack of innovation. Mm -hmm. Lack of innovation. Hopefully, as an artist, you're consistently innovating your art. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, Brent, I feel like, like all artists think they're innovating artistically, even mm -hmm. though very few really are. Yeah. Most are derivative, right? Even of mm -hmm. themselves. But delusional or not, it's a common artist goal mm -hmm. to either want to be or to believe you are artistically innovating your art. Yeah. Innovation on songwriting. Mm -hmm. Right? I was listening to that podcast you sent me, Brent, with Brett Warren and Jeffrey Steele. And yeah. He's one of the first songwriters to create that rapid fire lyric feel that essentially in ushered in that, yeah. that manifested itself in the form of bro country. Mm-hmm. Some people don't like Jeffrey Steele for that, right? Most fans aren't aware that he did that. No. But love it or hate it, he was an innovator. Huge part of his success. Yeah. Because he did not chase the radio on that. He just did something different. Mm -hmm. Well, they, they tell the story, I think, of, or I heard it somewhere else, of that song Chrome, but Trey mm -hmm. Atkins was a single for Trace. He's like, I played it for everybody. And they're like, because it ha it's really kind of talky in the mm -hmm. verses. And people are like, no, our singers prefer to sing. They're not going to want to talk. We want our country artists to sing. Thank you very much. Yeah, they <laughs> artists, singers tend to want to sing. And so, no, take this talky song and walk you away. But he's like, I just thought it was really cool. Or he'd play it out and get good. And he just believed in it. Yeah. I'm different. Anyway, yeah, something different. And how about innovation on Sonic, Sonics and Sounds, right? Mm -hmm. Skip Black was the first producer, really, in country to introduce emo guitar sounds on Kaylee Shore's indie alt record mm. storybook. Mm -hmm. And that record didn't do that well, sadly. I think it's an amazing effort. And mm -hmm. now ev everybody in the industry heard it, and they're putting emo guitars on their sounds these days in pop country. Yeah. He's an innovator. Mm-hmm. He's not working over at Demolition as a published songwriter by accident or because he knows somebody. Like he's right. He's a creative. So what about your marketing and promotion? What would happen if you focused on innovating your promotion as well as your art? Mm -hmm. Right? Like these are some of my favorite episodes of The Climb, Brent, when you and I are cooking up. And by the way, okay, a possible win for us. Do you remember when we were talking about like, how much we missed on radio when we had band shout outs. This is Bon Jovi and we're on 98 Rock, right? Yeah. And we, yeah. and you just got to know like when they did a little interview or something mm -hmm. or a little blurb, even with a little blurb like that, that was five seconds. You just got a feel for the personality. You heard mm -hmm. their voice. It's more tactile yeah. than just the song and how cool that was and how important that was. And, mm -hmm. and you, Brent, I think you're like, well, we should do that like in a friggin' Spotify stream, right? Because yeah. we're talking about pattern interrupts, number one. Yeah. On a playlist, I mean. So you have just one song, next song, next song, next song. Mm -hmm. What if somebody, you'd have to make the master. Include that. With the blurb, right. which is a little like, that's different. I don't know. I don't know if we can do that, right? Yeah. And But what if you're like a quick little five-second thing with the artist saying something, you know, super, but, but imagine listening to that in the context of a playlist and you're like, whoa. What the hell is this? <laughs> this is Johnny D and you're going to listen to blah, 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 blah. And then pow, you go into the song. And I'm just like, wow, like all of a sudden I'm prepared to love this. Yeah. And it delivers. I know who it is. 
mm-hmm. because I'm not looking at my phone while the playlist is going to read who, up on who the bands are. Mm-hmm. I'm just listening to the music. Yeah. Right now, you made me want to go look at your phone, mm-hmm. look at the phone and see who it is. What a great idea. So that idea, Brent, was I brought that to Blue Foley, who's trying to grow this Nashville Nights thing. And I'm like, what if you had a playlist that was nothing but hit songwriters mm-hmm. singing their versions of the hits that you know mm-hmm. with that? And so it's a recording. Maybe it's just an acoustic vocal of them singing that. But before that is them telling the story. Yeah. On a playlist. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know if anybody's doing that. You know what I mean? They've done some of that. I've seen some, like, it would be like a Spotify playlist. You might have the story behind the song, that sort of thing. You may have some of that, but it's not greatly, it's not normal. It's not the normal thing. Right. Well, but anyway, I mean, so it's just like innovation in the marketing, right? Like innovation in the micro content. Like once you understand the platform and how it's consumed on digital, your creative brain will serve you well. Mm-hmm. And you'll begin to think up, well, what if we tried this? What if we tried that? Oh, this worked. Let's do that some more. And you continue to innovate down that. And then lo and behold, you have created a little pipeline for yourself that works. Mm-hmm. You've stood out in the traffic. Uh, so here's here's a fun thing. I, I remember hearing about this from some business book. Okay, yeah, you do your own shout out, but what if you use like a celebrity, like a B level, C level, whatever you can afford, celebrity to intro your song, right? Like with Cameo, you know about Cameo? Yeah, there's Cameo for yeah. business, and unlock the power of celebrity for high performance creative solutions. I'm just on the website. I'm not endorsing them. I've never used them, but I'm just brainstorming here, right? Right. That's where you can get celebrities or whatever to endorse something and so talent selection execution that sort of stuff wouldn't that be funny if your song is appropriate for some celebrities appropriate for your kind of brand and your people would think that's cool what if they're the one on the spotify place hey i'm so and so and you're listening to the new single by da 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 on spotify and that's your spotify specific thing you're like huh (laughs) like why is Mike Tyson? Hi, Mike Tyson, and you're listening to the brand new thing, by. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Innovation. Try it. Like, what's the worst that can happen? Like, if everybody absolutely hates it, <laughs> and so much that it makes its way up to music journalists. Mm-hmm. They hate And listen. they're writing about this new trend. Like, I don't know. This is crap. This is stupid. Mm-hmm. This is, like, let me tell you something. You are going to get a boatload of attention to your song. Yeah. And if that song is good... They're going to hear it. Mm-hmm. It's not a gimmick. It's not a gimmick. It's You're just trying to figure out different ways to rise above the din of the noise, and that's innovation. So yeah, you know that's essentially it, guys. I mean, if you take some deep think time and create a, a marketing and promotion system and execute said marketing and promotion system, even if it's flawed, mm-hmm. and let me save you the suspense, it will be flawed. That's right. You'll see a dramatic increase in your fan base and in your cash flow because your music will actually be heard. Mm -hmm. The quality of your song is not in any way, shape, or form directly related to who's going to hear it. Right. It's related to who's going to like it after they hear it. But I think you're putting way too much weight on the fact that it's just this amazing song. And as long as... It's good, mm-hmm. and people are going to hear it. No, if it's good, people are going to like it. Yeah. 
when they hear it or not everybody either. Right. Like, right. But more people that hear it are going to like it after they hear it. But that's why I'm saying like when your project's done, you are just getting started because now you have to get people to hear it and they can't hear it just once. Mm -hmm. They can't see you just once. And that's never the way it worked. Never. It never worked that way in radio. Yeah. Why would you expect it to work that way on digital? That's what's so fascinating. And, and even the industry, like, don't follow the industry on this for crying out loud. Like, I've literally had conversations with, I can't tell you how many, like, huge producers, like, label heads, like, upper industry people who are like, now, if we spend $5,000 on digital, when do I get that back? Mm -hmm. It's like, man, you're going to spend 30 to 50 grand a month on radio promo and not even talk about that. Yeah. Until six to nine months from now. When you already know it didn't work the last time, but you're going to do it again because right. that's what you do. And you're busting, you're hung up on five grand. Like, no, it's $5,000 of digital marketing is not going to beat a million dollars with the radio spins. Mm -hmm. It's not. So innovate, mm -hmm. figure out what works. You can be, man, you can be small. You can dominate your own hometown. You can dominate a region. And create some cash flow, and you just don't need anybody's permission. That's my wish for you. That's my holiday wish for all y'all. There you go. Merry Christmas. <laughs> all right, guys. That brings us to the end of the Killer Climb episode. Download the free PDF. Whoever owns the traffic rules the road. This is a stout PDF. I think it's like 37 pages or something, but it's an easy read. It's not all words, man. I put a lot of pictures in there for you guys to <laughs> make it easy, right? <laughs> I'm not talking down to you. I'm just saying it feels like... You're three pages in, but you've really read like a paragraph of stuff. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But you're consuming it better. There's a reason I did that. It just makes you consume it more. But go to giftfromjohnny.com, J-O-H-N-N-Y.com. Giftfromjohnny.com. Tell me where to send it. It's all yours. It's absolutely free. This podcast exists because we want you to win. So keep on climbing. And we'll see you at the top. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com 
code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points. 